1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, We will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What up, guys? This is Dr. Vic, and we have another amazing interview to share with you today. Um, I had the distinct honor to interview Carly Sabev of Carly's Confessions, Um to put it straightforward, Carly is a one-big-hearted, goofy mama who's on a mission to inspire others who don't feel fulfilled in their own lives. Um, Carly, this, this podcast interview was amazing. She is a type of individual who is just raw and real. She doesn't hide, like if you follow her on Instagram or on her Facebook, uh, I highly recommend it. She shares stories that are so just, her energy that comes off is so real and just so authentic. It's raw. It's it, There's nothing hidden. There's no cookie cutting. There's no nothing. It's just, this is what it is. And that's it. Take me for what I am. And I greatly appreciate that about her um, as I gotten to know her over this past year. Is because it's just a lot in today's world, especially in social media. There's so much highlight reels and so much fake, fake book, as we like to call it. Um, it and, and she just kind of changes the course and just does it totally different, but keeps it real and, and relevant. In the interview, she shares so much great stuff. She shared so many things about, you know, again, different choices and how life just. Leads the way and how sometimes you you know going through that darkness again you guys are going to know it's a very common theme in my podcast when it comes to interviewing people and they talk about the darkness we all go through it um, and she talks about growth strategies and things you can do in your life to truly help you uh, shift gears and transform and really find more inspiration and if you're feeling a nudge from the universe, how to trust it and follow it and what is the one thing in her life that she depended on? to make sure that whatever she was doing, her transitions that she was making, how she made sure she thrived through it all. So this interview is an awe-inspiring one. um, a a fun being to interview one big hearted, goofy mama. Um, I promise you guys you'll enjoy this one. So let's go ahead and jump in to this interview with Carly Sabev from Carly's Confessions. So, Carly, welcome to the show.
1: Well, hi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. I think you have a powerful story, and you're just an inspirational person to be around. You got a great energy about you, and I knew that you'd be an awesome person to interview. So thank you for being on.
1: Oh, thank you. I can say lots of the same about you, but uh, this is exciting for me because... I would say that I just started listening to podcasts a month ago. Oh, awesome. (laughs) So I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, welcome to the podcast world. Um, I wanted to start out. I love the name you have on your Instagram um, called Carly Confessions. So I want to know where that did it something inspire you to call it that? What was your like thing about Carly Confessions, the, the name of that?
1: That is a great question. So, um, Carly's Confessions, honestly, if I'm being frank, is not only am I a huge fan of alliteration, that's the nerd in me, I guess, <laughs> but I also just wanted people to know that I'm a real person from right off the bat. I'm no different than any other mom or wife or, you know, woman trying to survive in this crazy world we live in. So, if you Roll around my page, you will notice that right away that I'm going to be as real as they come. What you see is what you get.
0: And I love that about you because I mean, I've I've checked out. Me, I don't check out many people's stuff, but when I was like, "Ooh, Carly's confessions," I'm like, "Okay," (laughs) and I was like, "Wow, she." I love her post. Like she's because I could feel the energy of authenticity coming (laughs) from you when you do that.
1: Thank you. Well, good, because that's what I was going for. So I'm glad that's coming across. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let let how did you, you know, so Carly Confessions is all about being raw, real and, and sharing, you know, being true uh, to you. Um, but, you know, where it, it, there's something that you, you you do that, you know, how did you get started? How did Carly Confessions evolve to be where it is today? How did you get started into it all?
1: Yeah, well, it's an interesting story because um, my background is... Nothing along the lines of what I do now, um other than maybe growing up, I was an athlete. um I was the youngest of all boys, and I you know, didn't really have necessarily a healthy lifestyle, though. Um, I worked in the bar and restaurant industry. I was a chef at one point, and all of that is kind of recipe for disaster in <laughs> the mainstream world. It's not a very healthy lifestyle. So what I do now is I'm actually, an online health and fitness coach. So I help people stay accountable to their goals. And a lot of that comes from your mindset. How this got started? It's interesting because like most great transformations, I was honestly just sick of the way that I looked And I felt, and the hardest part about looking back on that is, um, I was recently engaged. Um, I put on like 20 pounds. I call them my love pounds, Dr. Vic. Um, (laughs) I love it. Because, you know, you're happy and you're in love and you kind of just want to spend so much time with your partner, but you lose sight of maybe your regular routine and activities. And I knew in the back of my mind that I had to, or I wanted to look really good in a wedding dress And I had tried so many things in the past. Um, I knew kind of how to eat healthy because like I said, I had a background with food, but I really didn't know what I was doing. I would sit on my couch and like eat a half a watermelon while watching the Food Network thinking, why the heck am I not skinny? And then I would work out and I would lose motivation and then I would get mad at myself. So I'd find myself eating an entire row of Oreos because I was like, fuck it at this point. And I was just in this (laughs) constant cycle of, You know, I thought I knew how to get healthy and I thought I knew how to work out and get in shape, but I just really, it hit me when I saw this one picture of myself, I was at a pool and it was like a 4th of July. And I remember my husband flipping the camera and showing me this picture. And I almost cried. I was like, how did I get like that? What happened? So I had a friend of mine, um, who was posting something about a clean eating group on social media. She was a cancer survivor her and I knew each other from high school and her story was really inspiring because I knew she was juicing and cleansing and I knew that she was getting well through holistic measures, but I didn't know to what extent. So I said, sign me up. And, um, I joined her group. It was an online group in just on Facebook, to be honest. So I joined this group and I couldn't believe how Positive everyone was, and how uplifting everyone was. She's like, Hey, you're gonna get in this group. I'm gonna give you a meal plan and some recipes and a grocery list, and you're just gonna get in there and you're gonna learn. And I'm like, What? Didn't prepare myself. You know, I, I just remember going in and being like, Wow, people are posting pictures of food and nobody's making fun of each other. And everyone was like, Yeah, doing workouts. And I just was really awe inspired. And I wanted to know more. And then one person posted something about 10-minute abs. And I said, what is that? Can you give me some of that? I need that in my life. And so I reached out to my friend and she said, you know, I, I started this fitness program. Here are my results. She looked phenomenal. And so my first hunt was to get that body I desired. And I was able to do that. Um, within two weeks of starting this fitness program that I joined, I was able to lose like six pounds and nine inches. And it was like, you know, like fire. Dr. Rick, you ever have that feeling where I was just like, I more people need this in their life. And so I signed up to be a coach like her that asked her a bunch of questions. And I just went for it from there. And I started sharing my journey on social media. So that's where it stemmed from.
0: I love it. it. Very, very powerful stuff there. Now, did you have past experiences that like, cause you were like, I love the support. Nobody's like, you know, sharing food. Nobody's, you know, criticizing. Did you have like past experiences or anything that kind of gave you that pre recollection of like, you know, people compete a lot and things like that. Or did you have an experience that like, you know, that maybe this didn't exist because of your experiences?
1: absolutely and i think some of that okay so in a world where i love food and i you know i came from a background as a chef i guess it wasn't that weird for me but i think in general to your to your answer your question i think a lot of people are judgmental and especially in the world of social media so you're posting something and then all of a sudden you're getting together with a bunch of friends or a bunch of colleagues and people are like, did you see what she posted? (laughs) And so the, the place of judgment for me was something that I've experienced and I, I'm not into negativity. So I don't, I can't say that I've never done that, but I honestly is like, it was just one of those things where I felt like I wasn't being judged in this place. So I loved that part.
0: I love it. Yeah. And I I totally agree with you. I think we, we are, everyone is judgmental in some shape or form. Um, And I think it's human nature. You know, the mind's always looking for things to critique uh, in some way, but you know, being a chef, I didn't know that part about you. Um, What's your, what's your uh, favorite meal? What's your, what's your signature dish?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, This is hard. But (laughs) No, that's a good question though. Um, I know this sounds like very basic, but I am obsessed with soup, like in all shapes and forms. So if you gave me a list of ingredients that were like leftovers in your fridge, I could make you a soup that would just like knock your socks off.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, Okay. Yeah. Um, But I also just, you know, I like basic stuff. I like roasting vegetables and like, you know, a grilled piece of meat and you know some sauce on the side something along those lines so yeah i have a huge passion for food which also was hard for me because (laughs) in the fitness world i was always like i have to eat kale to be skinny but that's one of the things that i love about my background is because it all kind of flows together and i can teach people how to eat healthy and also make delicious food
0: and i think that's a huge advantage not i want to say advantage but a huge uh tool in the toolbox to have in order to you know you have that that cooking background you can really know how what blends with what and how to put things together and still they're healthy food but you can make them taste amazing yes I I always I always joke with my wife because uh, I don't know if I told you this or another someone else I was sharing this with um, I talk about smoothies a lot and you know I'll, I'll make a smoothie and it will taste like crap i mean it's just it it tastes like dirt you know but i don't care because i'm putting all these healthy things in there and i'm like i just got to get through this and wife Veronica can make a smoothie and it's like dang how did you do this this tastes so amazing it's like this should be in a store and it's one of those things and and i'm assuming you know because some people have that recollection that like eating healthy is actually it it shouldn't taste like it, it shouldn't taste good
1: yes and, and that's—I mean—I was even thinking that. And I have a background with food, but you're so right. And that was us that had that conversation because I came into your office and I said, "I need to know about these smoothies that you drink." And you were <laughs> like, "My wife makes the good ones." I I—I mean, t- thought I, I told God. you that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's the expert when it comes to that. I don't—I don't even try to get involved with that. Um, I, I love it. So you used to be in the corporate world a little bit, yes? Yes, I was. And I know you got to kind of, was it, was it being unhappy? Was it unfulfillment? Was it just burnt out? Um, Because I'm assuming that, because that was your transition to where you are now,
1: correct? Yep, it is. So my transition was kind of interesting. And I know that most people, I guess it's interesting. I'm not really that interesting of a person. I'm not putting myself down, but like I went to, I had this plan, right? I was going to go to college, be a chef. And that was my dream. But I realized that it was very hard on your lifestyle. So I have so much respect for people that do it. But I didn't know if I could have a future and a family and all of that. And I worked in that business for a long time. So my contingency plan, so to speak, was you know, I'm going to start in the corporate world. And I started as a, I started like selling food products. So it was perfect for me. And I was climbing up the corporate ladder and I actually loved what I did. However, it just really, there was something missing. Like I was constantly, most people can relate to this in America. Uh, you know, I was working in Chicago forever. I got a promotion. They moved me out to Atlanta. So not only was I moved completely across the country, but I was traveling three times a week, got to see the world. It allowed me to meet my husband, but there was something in my life where I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And I actually remember speaking to my dad on the phone. I was standing in my closet, and at this point, I was working with a client where I sold batteries. And I said, Dad, you know, he's like, How are you doing, honey? I, I just, you know, I'm thinking about you. And I know you're working so hard. And I'm like, Dad, you know, I'm good. And the money is great and all. But like, there's no way I was just made to analyze and sell batteries and die. <laughs> I'm like, there's something missing. And he started laughing at me, just like you're laughing at me. And, he, and I'm like, Dad, no, like, I don't know what it is. But there's something missing in my life he's like, well, honey, you need a paycheck, you know, so better just stick this out. Like I was going to do something crazy like most people do. And I, you know, I just, it wasn't not, I look back and I'm like, okay, that was when I knew that I was missing something in my life. I didn't hate my job or whatever, but I knew there was some, I was made for something more. That makes sense.
0: No, that makes perfect sense.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so when you had that feeling, like, how did you, was there a, a methodology was there a process in your your mindset or your feelings or is it just you, you about like knowing that you had to make this change and you you were gonna yeah. was there, did, did you surrender trust to something what what made you eventually make that move?
1: I did uh, actually this is the interesting part is I felt like there's always people in your life that come around when you're going through things i feel like the universe is constantly sending you people and at this one point one of my team leaders and i was in a corporate office was kind of like giving me the idea to go to a church and in the south churches are huge Mm -hmm. so i decided to go to a non-denominational church and i got really inspired there because it was different type of roman catholic lifestyle which is what i was raised and so um The interesting thing was, is I didn't know what to do with it then, but I remember standing in the aisle of a grocery store and I was looking at a magazine and it was something about this really skinny girl. And I felt like as soon as I walked by and I thought to myself, if I have a daughter, I don't ever want her to think that she has to look this way to feel beautiful. So no joke, this came to me out of nowhere. But I had a post-it note and a magic marker in my purse and I took it out and I wrote a quote on there, and I said, "You are beautiful." And then I wrote my email on the back, and I'm like, "If you get this, email me." And so I put the post-it note in on that magazine, and then I just started doing that everywhere I went. This is a true story. I remember telling my husband, I was, I felt so good about myself. I was like, "Honey, I just left a, you know, a post-it note in the, in the elevator, and I would put them in the bathrooms, and I would put them in like." places where people might not be feeling great about themselves. And I thought about starting this movement called Post It Forward. It turns out that already existed. So I got a little discouraged after I realized that other people were doing that. But I still kept doing it. And the interesting part about that is when I started this whole coaching business, I was really trying to lean into something to give me a name, like a team name that I wanted to represent my team. And I kept thinking about those freaking Post-it notes that I was putting all over the world. And uh, (laughs) it turns out the team name that we use is called Push Play It Forward. And so that was kind of my translation into my Post-it Forward. Now I help people strive to push play every day and pay it forward to others.
0: I love that. That's so cool. Thank you. Cool. post post notes notes. That's pretty cool. I just saw... uh, there's a pizza place I think in New York that does uh, a post-it note of paying it forward. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I apologize. I don't know the name. It. And they, yeah. they like somebody pay, they'll buy two slices and then they put a post-it note on their wall and the whole wall is filled with post-it notes. Homeless people who are homeless or don't have food can come in, pull a post-it note, give it to them and they get a slice of pizza for it.
1: Oh, That makes my heart so happy. That's cool. See, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like, just simple little things that, as you would say, Dr. Vic, like raise the vibration of humanity. You know, that's kind of without me knowing. That's what I was trying to do. and I, But I was doing it alone. So it was harder doing it alone. When you have a community of support, it's easier, right? Your so reach, that,
0: yep. Your reach is a little bigger when you have a community. But still, you're, you got to start with one, right? Gandhi said everything true. starts with one.
1: True. Good old Gandhi. <laughs> so... Let's
0: talk a little bit about kind of the the, the coaching stuff you do, and um, like how do you take how do you know? First of all, the coaching. How do you? What is the? What's the process? What's what's it involved? With what you do?
1: Okay, that's a good question. So, I, I feel like I hope most of my family hears this because I don't know if anybody really knows how this works. <laughs> so, no. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> how it works is I. What I do is I use social media as my platform. So I know that it has this negative connotation. But for me, it's changed my life. And it, for most entrepreneurs, I think they look at it this way. So I share a lot of really raw and real things, whether it be transformation photos or you know just how I'm feeling at a certain time or try to be relatable to people to let them know that this isn't about like a paycheck for me. And it's not about money. But I post things on social media, you know, asking if people want to join me in this fitness journey. And once I connect with people, um, we go through a series of questions to kind of like ask them where they're at. Um, You know, how are you? Tell me what you've done in the past. What can I do to maybe help you? What has not worked before? what do you like to eat what do you not like to eat so i kind of ask people like a list of questions which seems a little interrogational is that a word i don't know i just made it up <laughs> it but works it really helps me identify how to direct people in the right platform like you know so i'm not going to recommend somebody a high fast paced weightlifting Program, which is the company that I partner with, we offer a ton of programs for people where maybe they need something like yoga, or maybe they just need to focus on their nutrition to start. So I would offer them something like a program, like To Be Mindset, where it's all like intuitive eating, and I, you know, we start with the basics. I teach them everything about water intake, um, you know, what whole foods are versus processed foods, and then we go from there. I plug them into an app which we have that kind of like notifies you. We work on drinking your shake every day, doing your workout every day, being 1% better like that one, Dr. Vic, than you were the day before. <laughs> you know? Because it's such a journey. There's no destination with health. There's no destination with fitness. And I know you preach about this because I go to your practice and that's why I fell in love with chiropractic care. But I'm there kind of every step of the way. And sometimes I even ask people, what kind of coach do you need? Do you need a drill sergeant? Do you need a cheerleader? You know, do you need me to back off? What do you need? And I'll help you get there.
0: I love it. So you really help people hold them accountable in a sense and then guide them along the way. And and I think from what I'm hearing correctly, it's like it's a unique process where it's what do they need compared to put them in the system and that's it? Yes. Yes. Right. I love that. What are some of the struggles? Because I mean, I know when it comes to health, I, I always think like the struggles that people go through in health are very, um, it, it, well, let me take a step back. In the, in, when, we always say if you're not doing well in one area of your life, it usually bleeds over in other areas all the time. So like totally. if, if you're not doing something, holding yourself here in health, well, it bleeds in other areas of your life. When it comes to the the coaching aspect, what are some of the like the challenges you see people have um, um, achieving their goals, or 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 um, what's the one thing that you you see that sets people back that limits them?
1: You could probably you probably might be able to say the same thing, but I would say the top two things without a question are time and money. Time is number one. Mm-hmm. No one ever thinks they have the time to do. One, my job, like do what I do without a doubt. (laughs) No one ever does. My entire team, that's all we talk about. I don't have time. And then two is just starting a health and fitness journey. Like, you know, where do I start? I don't have time. I have three kids. I don't have time. I work two jobs. You know, the, the excuses are endless. And I know that because I've been there. And like any person who is successful with business or... Just in life, you know, like it kills me with moms and moms. I hear you, life is hard, but if you can make and create a human and keep them alive, you have time to do a 30 minute workout. You do, it's just you have to really want it. So, a lot of the times when I sign people up, they're not a hundred percent ready, you but. You know, and that's okay because sometimes you need to let people fail a little bit and not work things out. And then we just talk about it and say, hey, you know, well, what can we do better this time or next time? And I've had it where I've l- helped like had people like lay out their schedule for me and I break down like hours and minutes and I'm like, Hey, here's your window. We either move it around or we don't. You know, it's nope. it all is that deciding factor on like what you want. <laughs> what do you really want? You came to me, but like what do you really want out of this?
0: So, and do you believe it's because, it's, yeah, time and money is always the, the thing we, we hear also. And it's one of those things where do you believe, though, it's, it's more of what they value?
1: Yes, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And that's where I come in, where I'm like, okay, maybe there's a way that I can share why what I do and why you know doing a simple workout or doing meal prep and meal planning is so valuable to me. Because that way I can reach somebody like someone reached me, you know, like my journey started because somebody decided to share theirs. So I'm almost doing the world a disservice if I don't share the value in what I know.
0: I love that. Um, Doing a disservice if I don't share what I know. I love that quote there. Quoting that. But no I think it's true cuz like anytime I do work even outside the chiropractic world into the mindset world it's one of those things I don't have the time to meditate I'm like okay or and I'll look at them and it's more of okay well what are you putting your time to because whatever you put your time to it's what you value right um, because the things you really value you can you always have time for it you'll always find a way like people like in nowadays people like to be on social media and they just Uh, They get lost in social media world. And it's one of those things where they say they don't have time. I'm always like, well, you know, great thing about the new iPhone. I just got it a couple weeks ago. And uh, I love how it has a tracker on there for screen time. Yes. And not that I ever, because I I don't like being near my phone. Um, Although I do use it, but I don't like to, it's just, I try to minimize technology as much as possible. Um, But it's, it's cool to have because it's like, Oh, you've been, uh, I can look back for the week and see what I've been doing on my phone, how, what apps I've been using, which ones have I spending more time with and so forth. And it's just like, wow, this is so cool that I yeah. can track is then I'm looking for, cause I'm always looking to get better myself. I'm not, a, I'm not perfect by any means. And I'm always like, okay, wow, look at the time I spent there. If I X that out, well, now I have no excuses for X, Y, and Z because I just freed up 20 minutes here, or 15 minutes here. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you do, when you have a couple of those things throughout the day, it adds up.
1: Oh, it's huge. And that is almost like, it's scary the first time you look at it, right? When you can see the breakdown, I don't, well, me, because I'm always on my phone because one, I'm a female <laughs> <have> too. <laughs> I have to be on my phone for work, but it's also like very eye opening, So it's good. It's a good thing to know that type of thing, and you're right. Fifteen minutes in a day can just change your life over the course of a month or a year.
0: I remember because I used to practice a lot of time management techniques, and I remember I was at a I was in chiropractic school, and the chiropractor was actually teaching his patients how to time management because you know how to because he talked about. The importance of getting care. But then he would talk about, all right, let's add into like you're talking about like meal prepping, nutrition, exercise, sleep, and all these things. And he's like, we're going to address the biggest issue time. So I was like, me being a young 24 year old, I was like, I was like, I know this, I'm already got this down. I have no time. I'm in school from seven to seven. There's no way I could find time to read books and do other things I want to do. And at the end of the thing, I was like, Holy shit. I have an extra hour in my day. Where the hell that come from? Almost. It was almost an hour and a half. And I was just like, I got to be more disciplined. I was like, I thought I was good enough. And it was amazing that I took 30. Then I, what I did is I took 30 minutes a day to read a book in that time frame, And I was able to get, keep up with my other knowledge. I wanted to learn, uh, but it was yeah. kind of cool, even as much as you think we know, or, you know, you, you think you can't find time, even moms, because I see a lot of moms, and that's the story I hear a lot. And yeah. I'm always like, there's time somewhere. It exists somewhere. It um, does. it It's it some way, like my coach talks about this. I've talked about it, where we're always like, if it doesn't work out, get up earlier, you know, yeah. and, and if you didn't get sleep that night, well, we'll figure something out, like, Zig Ziglar said it best. It's mostly heard by Tony Robbins uh, about burn the boats. You take burn the boats. You take the island. Zig Ziglar said that Um, Mm -hmm. where once you burn the stories, you burn the 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 excuses and you burn all that stuff and you just say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I want to achieve. You're going to get it done some way, somehow.
1: You do. And it feels so much better once you do because those days that you're overly stressed and you're overly burned out is because like the things you and I have talked about, it typically comes from like your morning routine. And I know what it's like to be up with a baby all night long. But if you are not making time for yourself or trying to open up those windows, like you're saying with that extra hour, it really takes a toll on you day after day. So it's almost just like you said, creating that discipline in your life. And sometimes you need some help. And that's kind of what is the beauty of what I do, where we say, hey, you did your best. But like, let's look at this and let's talk about the discipline aspect and what can we do better (laughs) next time. Right. That's that's all you can do.
0: Yes, ma'am. I totally agree with you there. And tell us how it is, because, you you know, you, you have this beautiful young daughter who we all adore. And um, how do you balance everything with what you do and still be a mom and do all the, wear that hat and do all the things you have to do as a mom and, and with everything?
1: No, that's a great question. Cause I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I always do that. <laughs> it's it is a, it's an act, but um, I found that like we're talking Um, I did have to make some sacrifices in some areas. There was a long time, long period of time where I was just living off nap time. I was like, I got this nap time. That's the time that I'm going to use to work my business and help other people. And then, um, maybe I'll get my workout in then. And maybe I'll, you know, be able to just do the dishes because at, some point when you have such a little child and they take up so much of your time, you kind of go with these small wins, but it almost gives you a cushion. It gives you a cushion. And so what I would encourage any listener, any mom out there that is giving yourself that cushion, take that cushion, girl, parents take it, but revisit how you started your day and know that you cannot be the best version of yourself Without pouring into yourself in some area of your life. So, tired or not, I had to start getting up earlier and making a morning routine for myself that allowed me to be a better mom, allowed me to show up for my team and for my customers. And that's like with any job, you don't even need to do what I do in order to just, you know feel almost like fulfilled the going into your life balance. So I do get up earlier to answer your question and I get certain things done in a day. Um, You've opened up my eyes to this wonderful world of meditation. So I'm trying to do that um, without falling asleep. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. But you know, I I knew when all these things, it's like there's something that can always be added to your plate And sometimes that feels really intimidating. And that's how I was where I'm like, how am I going to do this? I I know my daughter Ava is going to wake up at this time, but what if she wakes up earlier? Well, then I have to get up earlier and I have to make time for myself. And, you know, pour into myself. I always poured into myself with books or audio. And sometimes that meant doing the dishes while listening to personal development. And sometimes that I had to be flexible, but always have kind of like a to-do list, a checklist, three important things, four or five, depending on the day. And I would just make that a non-negotiable for me. It was a non-negotiable because I knew that those were the things that were going to help me move my vision and my business forward. That makes sense.
0: That makes perfect sense. And and that's the thing too. It's, it's again, you burn in the boat. I love how you said non-negotiable because that's really what burning the boat says. It's yeah. is just that I'm going to commit. That's it. Done. Move forward and be done with it. Um, I love yeah. it. And since you've been poor, I love how you said you got to pour into yourself before you can pour into others. You know, if you yeah. have no coffee in your cup, you can't give coffee to anybody else. Yes. Um, and so it's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're, you're starting this, this meditation type practice. You mind sharing a little bit what your experience has been for someone who's now you haven't meditated before, or you have, you, you have you played around with it beforehand. Uh-huh.
1: Never. No, not so recently.
0: Even better for all the listeners who don't meditate or never have. Tell us a little bit about your experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the interesting part was, is I had my routine down pat. It was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing my workout. I'm going to do this, this and that. And then all of a sudden I joined this coaching world with Dr. Vick. And if you ever have a chance to take his online courses, you should. And I'm just being real. I would definitely highly recommend it. So he gives us this... Idea to meditate, and I'm like, "What is this? You know, like I don't know how this could really help me." And I'll just be honest; like, I I, I also didn't know how I was going to fit it into my day. I'm a business owner, and I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm with her all day long, and so I don't have a ton of relief. How am I going to fit this in? But I knew that I could just wake up earlier, so that's what I started doing, and so I started meditating. Um, I I remember. I have a therapist as well who's amazing and she actually told me about it. I had looked into an app and not really done it and then Dr. Beck and it was all these signs. So I would just kind of you know, look around for ones that I liked and I found a couple. And at first I felt like my mind was just scattering. So if you're ever in that place where you're you're like, I'm gonna pick up a meditation. One, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where to look. So get somebody that can recommend you a good one, especially for where you're at in your life. And then I just felt like I couldn't focus. And then once I finally started focusing and building into my routine, I started falling asleep. So that's when I was telling Dr. Vick and I'm like messaging him and I said, is that normal? And you know, I think it means that I was in a complete state of consciousness, no joke. But also, to your point, you had a great response for me. So I love it. I like that part of my morning now. I'm just working on sitting awake and doing it consistently for 30 days. <laughs>
0: It's it's very common for people to fall asleep uh, in in the beginning because you're not like I said to you you're not used to it it's uh, the brain's too hyperactive and so Mm -hmm. forth. Have you noticed though when you meditate and you don't fall asleep and you're you're awake? There's
1: times that I don't.
0: (laughs) Is there what what do you notice? Like, are you a little calmer? Can you focus better? Like, what's your, your experience been?
1: Oh my gosh, such a difference! Um, I've been going through like some personal things in my life, and I feel like there were, you know, it, I feel like it's such a self love thing. That's what I really truly believe you can get out of meditation, where it's the biggest cup you can pour for yourself. Because when I say that, is there's not a lot of time in this world if you are go go go, where you have time of quiet. And you're alone with your own thoughts. So even though your mind is racing, you are naturally, you know, I I use guided meditation. So a lot of it is super uplifting and reminding you that you're worth certain things and that you can let go of certain things in your life and certain things that are, you know, just distracting you from the world. And no one's going to do that for you. You could stand there with your best friend and have a million talks over coffee and three bottles of wine, but there is nothing nothing more powerful than you and your own thoughts. And if you don't have a good grasp on them or try to get a better grasp on them, then you're missing out on a huge piece of who you are and why you are put on this earth. So I think that meditation is powerful in that sense. So that's why I try not to fall asleep because I really get in tune with like where I'm at. And then I journal after and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Whoa! Where is this stuff coming from?" So it's very powerful to me, even though I'm not an expert yet. I
0: don't know. What. I don't think anyone becomes an expert per se. Um, right. That's just my opinion, though. Um, you know, some guru may be out there for 50 years of meditating, and be like, "I am an expert in meditation." Um, I think we're all learning and how to get better and better. And um, I love how you, you know you brought up something that was really profound and and, and really powerful is you, you meditate and then you journal and then you look afterwards and you're like, Holy cow. Now was that Holy cow, like shocked on what you wrote or on the authenticity and like realness of where you are or the the depth of wisdom that comes from there or what, what, what really shocks you?
1: Yes. I think it's all of what you said. I think it's like, um, you know, it's so easy to ignore your problems. And so sometimes when you're going through something and you just try to stay distracted, which is what we're trained to do in our society and the world that we live in, and you really look and like what you just thought about and you put it on paper, it's, you know, I've had everything from like letting go of certain things in my life. To also coming up with like creative business ideas that might help me in the future. So it's interesting because I get something different out of it every single time, but I would never get that with just having a conversation with someone to answer your question. So it's very cool to see how you can almost train your brain, right? To like uh, have these thoughts and put them on paper because that might not have come in the busy world that you're living in.
0: I love how you say that. Yeah. And it's one of those things too. I like to talk a lot about like how, you know, a lot of spiritual gurus and other people would say, you know, and especially in the universal world, a universal law world and all that, they're all about, you have everything already within you. You have all that you need within. And some people can't put their mind around that. But what you're sharing is right there. Like sometimes you're meditating and journaling and it's all about letting go. And then next time it's this unbelievable idea. Yes. And, and go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say something that you'll really like. And I think once you start doing something, so I got my hair done last week and the girl that did my hair, she, she was, I felt like she was like a soul sister because all of a sudden we're talking and it turns out she meditates. She was giving me recommendations on meditations. Um, and then she told me something very interesting. So she got into the world of coaching, right? And the beauty about what she did is I kind of asked her the same thing. Do you fall asleep? Do you whatever? And she goes, "You know, I hope you're journaling after because I need to share something with you. When I started meditating, I remember just feeling really stuck in my life. And every time I meditated though, I journaled. And then something was pulling me one day to go back and refer to all the pages in my journal. And I hope she listens to this one day. But it turns out that every time she journaled, she she was each day was creating a new business plan for her next coaching opportunity. So it was like she was, through meditation, creating a new business plan for herself. And I just thought that was blown away. And I know that if you're not into this, it sounds really weird and hocus pocusy or whatever, but it truly does work. And I believe that type of thing can happen through meditation.
0: Oh, massively! I mean, my I have so many experiences alone. Like, for example, I anytime I'm stuck in something or I feel uneasy about something or um, um, whatever it may be, like even it could be a business thing, it could be just I want to create something, something that's congruent with me. And it's going to serve my highest good, but also others. Right. I meditate, and ninety nine percent of the time. I get the answer. Now I, I must, that's why there's somebody who go, well, what's the 1%? <laughs> and, and the 1% is just, I'm just not calming down and focusing enough, but it's, yeah. it's really, the way I try to explain it to people, it's, it's really a, a relationship with yourself and yeah. your higher self, your true self, whatever you want to believe is a, a higher conscious self, uh, whatever the terms may be that work for you. But it's one of those things where it's like, you're just like, all right, What's good for me today. Let's go talk and let's have a conversation, but it's an internal one. And boom, here comes all that you need.
1: It's true. I wasn't a believer until I did it myself. So. I love it. Don't, don't knock until you try it.
0: <laughs> and a- another thing to do too is kind of cool. Cause if you're journaling, like if you're going through some stuff and you want to journal some stuff out, I've, I've done this so many times. It's, I call it expressive writing where some people call it automatic writing, but it's where you just write without thinking. And I know yeah. and it, and it, what happens is you're not thinking yes. of what you're writing. You're just flowing and it just goes, 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 goes. And then you stop when you have nothing left or like there's nothing coming out. And you go back. I've done this a zillion times in my life and I cannot tell you how much it is dead on. And you go back and you look and it's the advice you need to hear at the moment in your life. Yes.
1: I just told a friend of mine to do this this morning. She was having a very profound moment reading a book and just like spill their heart to me. And I'm like, girl, you need to get a pen and paper out and put that word because you're going to look back at it and be like, just like you said, Dr. Rick, it's, it, it's true. And it's such a simple concept. It's pen and paper. It's literally <laughs> close, it costs close to nothing, but it can be the most um, powerful experience for you or even like writing letters to people. That's another one.
0: Very very powerful step there. I love it I love it. Um, real quick there was one thing I wanted to ask I'm kind of going back here a little bit I know we yeah. chatted before about you know I know you work with a lot of women That's saying all women uh, yeah. most uh, majority uh, uh, what do you what do you notice between women when it comes to um, themselves? are women like very not competitive or are they very competitive?
1: Women are so powerful, yet they think they're like the worst. And it's it's sad. And I I know that sounds really pessimistic, okay? But let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> because I talk to so many women, and I won't say that I am the most confident woman you'll ever meet and that I am, you know, this expert on self-love and being, you know, the perfect type of role model. But women have this tendency to... Sometimes you'll, you'll meet the higher successful like vibing women who are a little bit competitive, but I would say the average woman is constantly putting themselves down all day long. They're upset with themselves that they didn't do the dishes. They're upset with themselves that they didn't, um, I don't know, feed their kid vegetables that day. Or they... Don't like the way they look in some form of article of clothing or whatever the case may be, it's almost that they're like comparing themselves to the next person, and that is the one struggle. And the thing that I wanted to represent differently on social media for me, so people know that I'm just a real person, is that life is not a highlight reel. It's okay if you have, you know. Oh my gosh. Rachel Hollis talks, talks about this, how you have like hair on your toes. I know that sounds random, but it's like, you know, don't, women are so hard on themselves and they're the most powerful creatures in the world. No offense to men.
0: You know, and come it, on now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need you guys. Don't get me wrong. But there, there's so many things that a woman can do that, they don't give themselves credit for. And at the end of the day, I hope that if I can do anything in this world is just lighten someone's day to let them know that they are badass in a lot of different ways, even if they aren't feeling that way. So I think it's a, it's a range. There, there's women that are extremely competitive, but still beat themselves up and have their spoonful of Nutella at night. But there's also women that are really dark places that feel like they can't get out of where they're at and they just have to rely on a man or a, a contingency plan to you know get through life and they're so powerful. And so I hope that any person that I meet knows that through my story <laughs> you can truly do anything that your heart desires, but you have to step into the the fears you know, and I don't even know where I was going with this, but sometimes you just have fears with what's happening around you. Like you're scared that you're going to walk away from your job. And I know that we're going to, we're going to talk about this, Dr. Vick. So I'll just kind of go into it now, if that's okay. But yeah, there was a point in my life where I was pregnant with my daughter, who I was thrilled to be having a girl because I was raised with men. But I like had this fire burning in me where I was in the corporate world and I liked my job. But all of a sudden, my job was getting removed. And I was going to have to move to St. Louis if I want to my, keep my job. And I was already concerned with the fact that I didn't know how I was going to manage it all, and including having a newborn. And it was my safety net. But I knew that I would get a consistent paycheck and I would have insurance. But I was also doing this coaching thing on the side because... I was needing something to fulfill me. And I love that helping people side of me. But I was scared. And I remember taking... I had 48 hours hours to decide if I was going to go back to the corporate world and live an unhappy life, unfulfilled. Or if I could just take this opportunity that had been gifted to me. Because it was. I was put in the right place at the right time. And it's, you can't say no to those things because they're signs and you're, you'll you regret it forever. So, or I could just take this little side hustle that I started and have that dream of being able to be at home with my daughter. You know, um, I crave the ability to work on my own with a flexible schedule and I dreamed about being a work-from-home mom who could take my kids to games and the doctor's appointments and have something to work towards myself. I wanted to make... So I wanted to make a difference for my family without having like a salary cap. And I had that opportunity. And so I had to work through my fears, took me a day and I did it. And that's because I was powerful, but I didn't step into my power for so long, which is why I talk about women and how I wish that there was more that just did it jumped out of the plane and built the parachute on the way down because they sure can. They absolutely can.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And, and with that step, like uh, when you did, because a lot of people, I mean, it's human nature. We avoid, we pay, like, for example, we'll pay twice as much to avoid pain than just to go through the work. Um, We avoid the darkness massively um, thinking it's some spooky place. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you stepped into that place, how because you say you're you're powerful and I know you definitely are. How much more did you actualize and realize how powerful you were after you went through it all?
1: Oh my god. Well, first of all, I didn't feel powered, empowered at all at the time. So I have to be real with you when I say that. I was a mess. Pretty, and I
0: appreciate I was, that. Because <laughs> the darkness is never a smooth place to go through. I don't care who you are. <laughs> no,
1: you're right. And it's also like, I, I just had this conversation with a friend earlier. It's like, you said it, Dr. Rick, like you, everybody avoids the pain and the struggle and the, the scariness of life because it's all supposed to be good. But that's part of, you can't skip the struggle. If you try to skip the struggle, you're missing a big part of the learning. And so when I was in that place, I was very emotional. I was very stressed. And I mean, my whole it was putting a ton of stress on my whole family. But I knew on the other side of that, that there was hope. And the only thing in this world that is stronger than fear is hope. And so that's what I went off of.
0: I love that. Uh, and I can personally relate to you with that because that's what, um, hope is what started me to, to my business, even though, uh, people were telling me I shouldn't do it. Family said, no, take the safety net. Don't do this. And I was like, I, I, long story short, I just have to do it because I just know that well, worst case scenario, I just go back to op- the first option that everyone was saying. And I'm right. hopeful that I, I'm hopeful enough that things can turn and it did um, some more power to you. And is it like a, you know, cause you got to hope you have to trust. Yes. And was there something you trusted? Did you just trust yourself? Did you trust a higher power? Did you trust? What did you, what, what did you end up trusting on?
1: You know, I think I trusted the fact that I already had made an impact, which was great, but I also had so many people that believed in me. And that's where the community comes back into. In this life, in this world that we live in, the one thing that human beings crave is community. And it's especially true for women. And I knew that I had the support and the resources and the... Oh my gosh, I had everything on my side. So I knew that there was a plan for me. And I reverted back to that question, that conversation that I had in my closet with my dad. And I said, I knew that I was made for something more like this is probably it. And it was a gut feeling that I knew I had to go after because I would be upset with myself if I didn't. So if you could say in long terms, it was trusting that the universe had a plan for me. And I'm glad I went with that side because I cannot imagine my life anything, any other way at this time. It's really incredible.
0: So you're a, a living example of when you step into the darkness life gets only brighter. Thank you. Right. That's special. Yeah, it's
1: no, it's true though.
0: And and that's that's something I like that I always try to talk to people a lot about like how going into, you know, you can't appreciate your like, it's a cliche. You can't appreciate your light unless you go into the darkness. You can't you you only can see the stars when there's darkness behind it. Right. You know, it's one of those kind of concepts and the same thing that you're sharing a, a very powerful story. I mean, uh, to face your fear, a lot of people don't do that. They go into the darkness. A lot of people just don't do it. And, uh, I remember listening to a podcast and it was Jamie Foxx, um, talking about it on Tim Ferriss's show. And he was saying the opposite side of fear, what he teaches his kids, uh, the opposite side of fear is nothing. Wow. Because once you get to that side, there's nothing there.
1: I love that. That's
0: so true. And it's so profound because I thought about that. I'm like, I'm thinking about all the fears that I went through and I challenged. And I was like, you know what? That's so true because when you get there, you know, it's all, it was all made up. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. So I, I love you. Thank you for sharing all that. That's really some and I hope the listeners are grasping that power and if you are going through that type of stuff, know that, you know, the best the uh, the the people that I study, the uh, ultra successful people, all say the same thing, which is you face your fears every single day and you'll grow.
1: True.
0: Which I and I don't know about you, Carly. I still can't figure out how to face my fears every single day. Cause I'm like, don't you run out eventually? <laughs> I mean, I like to work out of fear, but like the face of fear every day, I'm like, I don't know what I would do. I don't you know. Maybe
1: uh, this is a good thing that we talk a lot about um, in my team and just in our community is just doing one, one thing that scares you every day. Yeah. You know, whether it be like having a hard conversation or I don't know, trying a new recipe that you always thought that you were going to screw up, just simple things that, and it helps build confidence. I think that's the one thing about fear is I can sit here and say, Oh, all women are powerful. And I, I, you know, and I'm like thinking back to what I said, but the only way to step into your power is to do something that scares you.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it gives you like a nice remembrance of who you really are when you do that. Um,
1: and it sucks. Sometimes you just—it does. You're like, oh, or like when I challenge people to do things that scare them, like go live on Facebook, because then you're you're in big trouble. But you know, it's all oh, the end result is always like glory. It's like going on a roller coaster, right? Yeah,
0: it so is. And and, and being what you do and being what I do as a chiropractor, it's one of those things where uh, the healing journey, the, the the journey, like your first time working out, if you never worked out before, um, you're not going to feel great the next day. No. Maybe even that day you may not feel good, depending on what time you did it. <laughs> you know right. if, if you stick through it and do the work and just keep facing that and break through it, make yourself uncomfortable, that's where growth is. And eventually you'll get to the point on the other side where you're like, holy cow. No, this life, this life can't be possible, but I can do this with no problem now or I'm feeling as good as I never have in my entire life, you know, but it's going through that darkness.
1: Yes. Absolutely. I love it.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So there's a, a, a couple questions I like to ask right at the end, um, just to share with the listeners. Um, uh, I, I, am a big fan of books, a big fan of quotes. And, um, I, I always look back for me, like I just turned 35 a couple, uh, what was it? Uh, a month ago now. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the things is I always looked like to look back at the year and say, okay, a 34 versus 35, you know, what advice would I have given myself at 34? And I'm kind of like, wow, okay. If I'm, giving, if I'm giving myself a lot of advice, I'm like, damn, I grew a lot, um, which that's the, kind of the goal. Um, but so what I like to ask my listeners is, is there like a quote that has that you live by or you love that has like transformed your life, made an impact, um, anything along those lines?
1: Yes. And I remember you asked I'm thinking, you know, gosh, I think the biggest thing is for me if I can look back and something that I truly think that is important is be stubborn about your vision. But be flexible with your methods. Because there it's not going to look the way you plan it out. It's just like anything with life. You have a huge plan. And it's not going to look that way. But if you hold on tight to what that looks like, you will get there. And you can't put a time limit on it either, right?
0: <laughs> no, you can't, right? We all wish you could be within a certain frame. But uh, it's the the mystery of life, as I like to say, or yes. divine timing. I love that. Be stubborn on the vision, but flexible with life. Uh, that That is so true in so many ways. That may be one of my new favorite quotes. <laughs>
1: well, thank you. Bye I then. like it.
0: That's a good Bye. one. <laughs> um, has there been a book that has like transformed your life? Impact.
1: Yes. You know, there's a lot. So I will say this. I mean, I know there's a lot of moms out there that say that they don't have time to read. And, and I get that. So this, which is why I listen to books. Um, books have changed my life. The one that I think I first listened to and really jumpstarted everything for me. And just the way that I had to have a lot of self-reflection is... Um, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. You read that one?
0: Mm -hmm. Good book.
1: It is a good book. It, you know, there's a million books that like made me turned me like had pivotal moments for me. But I think the reason why I loved that book so much is because, you know, it's all about like, don't you, like, don't you wish it were easier? No, don't wish that wish you were better. You know, it's like all these little takeaways and quotes that he has are just incredible. So if you've never checked out that book, I encourage you to do it. I remember being in my shower, listening to it through, you know, a speaker. So check it out. And that also, Dr. Vic, your book's kind of up there. I'm uh, almost I've, done with it. I'm not just saying that either. I'm being serious.
0: I appreciate that very much, by the way. Very, very much. Yeah. Um... Yeah. The compound effect is a good one. I I, I must, it's been a while since I've read it, but it's, it's, uh, I, I, you know, again, that's where I think my mythology came from like 1% growth a day. That's a compound effect. Just 1%, one little thing you could do every day and and it compounds over time. Um, and then last but not least, one of the things is, is what advice would you give your, your younger self 10 years ago of what you know now?
1: Right. Isn't this funny? Um, you know what 10 years ago i think that uh first of all i was in my 20s and the 20s are a hard stage of life to be in if you really look back at it i like my 30s much more uh, But I, I
0: agree with you there
1: right you're just like man i could really use this 10 years ago but <laughs> this might sound silly but i think that what i would say to myself back then is you're so deserving of love and i think that why i say that is because I think that I was probably single at that point or in a really shitty relationship um, where I was, you know, not giving myself all that I deserved. And I also was struggling with a self-love really big part of my life, you know, where I was constantly criticizing myself and looking at myself in a light where I wasn't always decisive. And I didn't think that I could ever achieve certain things. And so that's the advice I would give myself. And that's what I always want my daughter to know too. Not just love from other people, but from for yourself.
0: I love that. So powerful. Self-love is something that we, we all need to, uh, um, I think, do a lot more of. Um, I know even for myself, as much as I work on myself, there's still things I'm always like, got to take it easier on me. I got to do this. I got to love myself a little bit more. I got to love my body a little
1: bit more. <laughs> yes.
0: And it's, it's, I think it's, so I love when you were saying that. We're all deserving of love. We all are love. And uh, yeah, start, start loving yourselves more, people. We need it. We need it. So, awesome. Car- so Carly Confessions, how do we connect with Carly Confessions? And they can hear these, listen to these awesome posts that you put out there that are raw, real, relevant, and just truly authentic.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So I am on um, Instagram. You can just look me up as Carly's underscore profession, Confessions. Um, I'm on Facebook as Carly's Confessions. My last name is Sabev. S A B is in boy. E V is in Victor. So um, feel free to reach out. I'm also I have a link tree site that I can give to Dr. Beck and maybe he can link it on there. But it's in my um, both of my profiles. Um, I'm very easy to talk to. I I make time for people because people make time for me. And so you can reach out to me on any of those platforms anytime.
0: I love it. Carly, this was a lot of fun. Thank you. you Thank you for sharing and uh, uh, being here. Guys, everything that she shared will be in the notes. I'll make sure I put the link tree in there also. But uh, this was fun.
1: It was fun. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on and I, I love your show. So appreciate the time.
0: I appreciate you and uh, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, until next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast for past shows. Please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, .instagram www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment Podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential.
1: Acast.
0: Acast. Acast. ACAST recommends. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us, so you don't miss another amazing episode. And Until next time, keep rocking and rolling.